1: What's going on and welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson. The Pelicans are coming off of a nice win last night over the Detroit Pistons, 111-101. Welcome back. Brandon Ingram, who missed the last five games with an ankle sprain, finishes with a team-high 26 points in the win last night. You had multiple contributions from the bench. 14 from Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 10 from Jose Alvarado, Billy Hernan Gomez with 11, And don't forget about Trey Murphy, career-high 12 points last night in 14 minutes. He's missed the last four games due to health and safety protocols. So everyone stepped up in the win as it snaps a four-game losing streak for the Pelicans. And they go 2-4 and in the six six games in nine days. So keep in mind, it was a really tough schedule for New Orleans. Three straight sets of back-to-backs, and now they'll finally get a couple days off in between. And they'll head to Denver tomorrow, actually, to finish the four-game road trip. They'll take on the Nuggets on Friday night and then finish it up against the Rockets on Sunday in Houston. Plenty more on the schedule at the end of our show, but we have a very special show today. As we'll talk to assistant coach Fred Vinson, who I was able to speak to before the game last night, about Herbert Jones being named to the Rising Stars team for All-Star Weekend in Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, Herbert Jones, one of the 12 rookies to make it representing the new orleans pelicans in his first year the 35th overall pick yeah named one of the top 12 as far as rookies are concerned to play in the rising stars game it's a little bit of a different format this year we'll get to that in uh and before herb goes to cleveland we'll talk about the format but it's basically like a tournament now with three games being played but herbert jones is gonna be one of those guys and uh let's talk let's hear from herbert here's what jones had to say after finding out that he made it I'm looking forward to it a lot, man. Uh, and they told me at halftime, like I've I seen it on social media, you know, like people was talking that I might get an invite, but that wasn't really a concern of mine. But, I mean, it's a great feeling to, you know, get, get that accomplishment under my belt. Uh, and once, you know, after after that game, we would get back to work uh, in, during the regular season. So in typical Herbert Jones fashion, he's focused more on the Pelicans team than actual the Rising Stars game, but he is honored to make it a part of the team. We're honored to have him representing the New Orleans Pelicans, but of course that game is really not known for its defense. But I think Herb Jones is going to change that this year. Of course, <laughs> you know I, I'm approaching it the same way. Um, I know I'm gonna I'm try to, you know, try to protect guys if I if I can. But I mean, I'm gonna go and compete. It, it's not too much that'll change uh, in the way I play. So Jones leads all rookies in steals. He's one of the top five in blocks. Again, three point percentage. He's number three in the NBA as among rookies. I mean, this guy does it all, and uh, he's really starting to come together. You know, he's been starting almost all season long, as uh, Fred Vincent will mention here in a little bit, uh, guarding the best player on the other team in every single game he plays. It's been great to have Herbert Jones on the squad. So I kind of teased it a little bit. We are going to have Fred Vincent on the show, assistant coach for the Pelicans. A lot of folks are calling him the shot doctor, and he certainly helped some guys get their rhythm going, and and help them improve their three-point shooting. And that's the same for Herbert Jones. Fred works very closely with Herbert during practice. You probably see some of the beat reporters and ourselves reporting on Herb staying after practice and shooting hundreds and hundreds of threes. And um, let's actually go to it right now. Here's assistant coach Fred Vincent, my exclusive conversation with him about Herbert Jones making the Rising Stars team. Okay, no problem. All right, as promised, we're joined by assistant coach Fred Vincent. Just hearing the announcement that Herb Jones has been named to the Rising Stars competition in Cleveland. And, and, Coach, you've been working with Herb all season long, especially on the offensive end. But to hear that news about him being one of the rising stars, how does that make you feel?
0: Um, it makes me feel excited, re- really excited, because I truly believe that he is one of the rising stars in this league. Um, his work ethic, um, his, his natural instincts, um, for playing the game um, on both sides of the ball I, I think we, we've he's shown that all season long um, he's taking on the challenge of guarding the other team's best players night in and night out you know and, and to me that's what rising stars do
1: at this point did you see that coming in the training camp because um, we all saw what he did at Alabama pick number 35 overall but did you see those instincts all that coming in the training camp or did that take a little bit for him to develop
0: well, I, we, you, I, we got to see some of that um, in, in our preseason work, uh, especially when we were out in Nashville, um, just seeing his ability to uh, to defend. We saw it in summer league as well. But I think uh, a lot of times you tend to wait and judge uh, based upon playing against regular season NBA players. And, and um, he showed that in Nashville, his ability to defend and always be in the right spot, um, always doing the things to help his team win. and uh, And he carried that right into training camp and right into preseason and, of course, into the season.
1: When you talk about him guarding the other team's best player after the game against Denver, he talked about Nicole Jokic, and he said he had fun. And, you know, that's a tough thing to do when you're facing the reigning MVP, and you said he had fun, but it just seems like he's always up for the challenge no matter the situation. Just what is it like being around a guy that, you know, no matter what it is, whether it's offense or defense, like you mentioned, helping the team, but that attitude of I want to be the guy that guards the best player on the other team, I think that really stands out about such a young guy like Herb.
0: Uh, yeah, it, it definitely does, and, and I, I think one of the things about him is, is he's not bothered um, or, or become uh, hesitant when one of those elite guys he's guarding scores. I mean, he gets right back into him. It doesn't matter if, if they make a, you know, a, a fancy move and, and they score and they crowd ooh and ah. He didn't, he doesn't care. Next play, he's right back in you. I think that speaks volumes uh, in terms of his maturity. Uh, most young guys will, will start to you know shy away and and kind of play a little bit softer out there defensively when they're guarding those ty- types of guys. And, and he, he welcomes the challenge. He really does.
1: When you talk about his offensive game, you work with him closely on a shot and how much that's come since the beginning of the season. What have you seen as far as him just the ability to kind of evolve his offensive game as his years progress?
0: Um, just his ability to, to pick up the things that, that I'm trying to teach him. And it's really difficult. People have no idea when, when you've shot the ball a certain way your entire life. And now you're in a position where you're, it's a high-pressure moment and you're trying to make changes. And that's, that's the most difficulty in terms of trying to make those types of changes during the course of the season. Um, but he, he's been an unbelievable student. I mean, just just really, really studying. He even, he's, he's teaching me about certain things and talking back to me, Coach, I didn't do this or I didn't do that from a technique standpoint. Um, but so he, he's been all in. He's been grasping. He's been patient, uh, which it takes a lot of patience. When, when you when you're trying to develop a shooting technique or change the way you shot the ball probably for most of your life. Um, but he, and he's he's been uh he's had the endurance to deal with yeah. me high and easy <laughs> when it comes to that. I'm always in your ear. Um but but he, he accepts the coaching and it's just been great to work with.
1: Is it even tougher because when you are teaching him that technique, not only to keep doing that, but also in a game, you're probably thinking about that a little bit to make sure that that technique. Is it even harder for him to make that adjustment that not only, yeah, I could start working on it and shooting 100, 200 threes at the practice, but doing it live in a game, that's probably got to be hard to process as far as making sure that you're you're keeping your technique the way you're teaching him.
0: Yeah, and that's the one thing I I, I tell him all the time. Yeah, I said, hey, trust your work. And what that means is don't think. Like, just trust what you've done. The more you do it, the more the, the muscle memory kicks in, you know. With the pressure of the moments, you're just gonna you're gonna naturally grow with what you've been doing. So that's why I tell him is you don't have time to think. I mean, the game is too fast. So I say, hey, look, trust your instincts, trust your work, go out there and shoot the ball with confidence.
1: You feel like he is starting to shoot that ball with confidence. I mean, obviously we're seeing the three start to climb a little bit. Do you feel like he is confident in himself now that? he's got that open three he's going to shoot it whereas maybe at the beginning of the season he's passing that up and being unselfish and kicking it to someone else
0: yes yes I mean it's 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 amazing to the the how his thought process in terms of shooting um has changed because a lot of guys when when they've never when they haven't been shooting or, or haven't had the propensity to shoot the three they tend to they tend to run away from it you know and now he's kind of grasped the idea like hey I can make three-point shots, along with the other things that I do well. So that's just been great to see the growth in him. And I tell him, oh, we got to shoot at least X amount of threes based upon how how you're being guarded, you know, because over his career, college career, he barely shoots one three a game, you know. And so just helping him understand the growth process, the work he's putting in, and then trusting that work.
1: How much of it also you talk about the confidence in him, but you mentioned embracing it. Is it tough for a guy that, you know, didn't shoot as many threes to kind of embrace that challenge of, You know, the way the NBA is trending that a lot of these big men are starting to shoot threes. Was that even a question with him of he was like, no, I want to do this. I want to focus my game. Or is it take a little bit to be like, hey, you know, this could, you know, eventually help you down the road as far as your offensive game?
0: Yeah, I think one of the first things I had to do with him, I mean, even back to our preseason work back in September, was to get him out of the big man mindset. In college, he tended to play, you know, the power forward position, probably even center at times. I've watched enough games to see him at all the positions, but you can tell he had he has more of a big man mentality. So I had to get him to start thinking like a guard, like a perimeter player. So even in some of the drills where we have big guys go on one end, guards on one end, he would always go down with the big guys. I'm like, no, 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 you're not doing it. like mm-hmm. you're coming down here with the guards. You're gonna be a guard. You're gonna be a six seven six eight athletic wing. You know that can shoot the ball, defend, and do all those types of things. I'm like, so that mindset starts now. So I had to get him in the mindset of being a perimeter player more so than being a power forward or someone that tends to play inside most of the time.
1: You talk about his maturity, and we see it uh, throughout this year, especially just from media interviews. But as far as – he seems a little quiet, too. Is he that same type of quiet person when he's working with you, or does the personality show a little bit? Because it doesn't show yeah. that much with us, but that's not yeah. a bad thing. But he just seems like a quiet guy in nature.
0: Yeah, he is a quiet guy. Yeah. And just over time, the relationship that we've built, I keep growing to trust me. And, you know, he's from the South. I'm from the South. So the, the, just understanding his mindset being a kid from the South, um, having been one myself. Um, it, it makes it easier uh, to communicate with him and, and kind of speak somewhat the same language that he speaks and understand, you know, the history and probably the background w- which he came from.
1: Before I let you go, there are some people out there calling you the shot doctor. Have you heard yeah. that nickname before? You embracing that as your <laughs> role here? <laughs>
0: well, I, you know, for me, it's about the players. Yeah. I, I never, I never make it about me. Um, I think, you know, people see some of the, the uh, positive things that that's happened in terms of players developing and getting better. And they put labels on it. But for me, I just want to see guys get better. And um, obviously, he's a guy that, that I'm enjoying working with and seeing him develop and get better.
1: Coach, I bet you know you're a busy guy. I don't want to keep you long, so I really appreciate the time.
0: You got it, no problem.
1: All right, that's assistant coach Fred Vincent. So congratulations to Herbert Jones. Big thanks to Fred Vincent. We did this before game yesterday, so not a lot of time to get this in, but still wanted to hear his thoughts on the progression of Herb. And, again, the future is bright for him, and I feel like he's only going to get better, which is scary to think about. For the New Orleans Pelicans. So, as I mentioned, the Pelicans are now uh, on a one game winning streak, and they will look to extend that over the weekend. They'll head to Denver tomorrow night, and they'll take on the Nuggets Friday. Remember, that was a 9 p.m. Central tip. It's now been moved up an hour at 8 p.m., because you can watch it now on Bally Sports New Orleans, and of course, we'll have it on ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM. Then the Pelicans will head to Houston and wrap up the road trip against the Rockets on Sunday night at 6 p.m., and then the Pelicans will have a six-game homestand. It's their longest one of the season, leading into the All-Star break. You don't want to miss any of these ball games. It's a chance for the Pelicans to get themselves back in the play-in races with games against the Rockets, the Heat, the Spurs, the Raptors, the Grizzlies, and the Dallas Mavericks. Some very winnable ball games, and hopefully you can join us for a bunch of those on the broadcast. But hopefully inside the Smoothie King Center before the Pelicans again are trying to get their way into that play-in tournament and february is here look there is about 30 games to go left for the pelicans so time is running out the trade deadline is next thursday february 10th so next week should be very exciting when the pelicans come back from the road we'll have another podcast for you on friday of course and then of course we'll hope to hear and see you at the smoothie king center next week again congratulations to herbert jones on being named to the rising stars team the pelicans a winner last night over the Pistons, 111-101. to That'll do it for today's podcast. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Until Friday, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans Podcast, presented by CQ.